Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Writer's Corner live show. I'm Brigitte Limbanda from Cape Town in South Africa, and my co-host is Mary E. Jackson from the U.S. And today we've got a special guest with not just one book, but several books under his belt. So without wasting any further time, because we've got so much to talk about today, um, welcome, Darshawn, to the show. Uh, thank you so much for having me. It is an absolute pleasure and an honor to be on your platform. We are so pleased to have you because, you know, we've had several different um, authors on the show over the over the 18 months or so that we've been running the show. Um, but it's the first time we've had someone on our show, as special as you, with so many books under their belt. And so we're very keen to find out from you how that journey has has been. But before we delve into that, a question I like to ask everyone is, we've all got a story within us. Um, what is it that drove you to put pen to paper? Because not everyone gets to write their story. What was it that prompted you to, to get there and make the move into um, this journey as an author? Okay, so when I was about 23 well, close to 22, 23 years old, uh, my mom was asking me, you know, what am I going to do with my life? And I told her I didn't know. I wasn't for sure. So she said, well, you know, if you don't have an answer, I'm going to have to put you out because I need you to find your own way. So in that time, I thought it was harsh, but I understood where she was coming from. So she uh, she put me out respectfully. Uh, I went to go stay with my godfather and my godfather asked me, what is it that you really want to do with your life? And I told him I wanted to be a well-known author. So he said, okay, well, what do you want to write about? I said, well, I'm very good in poetry. So I took about three months. He let me stay with him for free, honed in on all my ability to write this one poetry book called Do You Mind If? And I took those three months and I, and I used that fuel that my mom told me like, hey, you got to get out and find your own way and you got to figure it out for yourself. And that's what drove me to becoming a writer. Wow, that is that's awesome. So, how many books do you have uh, under your belt right now? So, currently, I have thirty-two books, um, and ten of those books are children's book series. It's a children's book series. Okay, so you're self-published. I okay. So, um, when I first started, I was self-published, um, mm -hmm. but now I'm a traditional and a vanity press publisher. Okay. So uh, that means I have the ability to publish anyone's book if I find any type of interest in it. Um, okay. The way I, I the way I took myself out of becoming a self publisher was I bought a slew of uh, ISBNs and I own I own over at least a hundred ISBNs. So okay. Very that's what makes you yeah more of a publisher. Okay. So what is um what is the name of your publishing company? So for anyone who wanted to submit to you, where would they find you? Right. So uh, babyauthors.com is one publishing company and we publish children's books from all the way up until the age of infancy to maybe 15. Okay. And then I have another publishing company called DMAC Poetry Publishing House. And that is on darshanmackaway.com. So I okay. have two publishing companies. Okay. All right. So people can go there and look to submit or see what your submission guidelines are. If you're taking submissions, what you take, all, all that stuff that uh, a potential author, uh, right. published author needs to know. Right. And so you also, because um, I want you to touch base on a couple of the other things that you do as well. You know, you are a dad, you're a husband, you're wanting to leave a legacy for your children. 
which right. I told, I admire so much in you and your strength, your intention, your purpose, your drive is all just really amazing and wonderful. Um, and so um, you are also an entrepreneur. Right. And so share with everybody, what kind of things do you do uh, besides being an author and a publisher? Um, what are some of the other services that you offer people? Got you. So, um, so with the, with the kickstart of my books, I was able to start my own uh, t-shirt clothing line called Desperate Worshipper. I'm actually wearing it right now. Okay. Um, awesome. I have my own cologne. Of course, we got the children's publishing company. Uh, my wife started a, a bakery, uh, an online bakery, and she also oh. does crochet dolls. So we kind of kickstarted everything into all these online companies. And of course, I have my own podcast, which uh, you had yes. the, uh, the honor of being on. Thank you so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. And what so is we, that called? So people can called, find that. So my podcast is called Wow Podcast, and it could be found on wowpodcast.me. And um, I'm trying to think, is there anything else? I, I, so I do modeling too. So some, if you ever go inside Walmart and you look at any uh, hyper tough uh, flashlight products, you'll see my face on there. So oh, fun. I, I a few things. And I do voiceover work uh, from time to time. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, that's something my daughter and I are trying to get into here in, Na in the Nashville area. So I may ask you for some tips on that. So sure, sure. Um, so, okay, um, you have how many number one bestsellers? Or are they Amazon bestsellers? No, actually, they're Barnes & Noble's bestsellers. I have nine. Okay, wow. So what happens is, this is what happens, and this is something I kind of want to clear up with a lot of people who, um, you know, when they hear about bestsellers or New York Times bestsellers. So what happens is, uh, when you sell a lot of books on Barnes & Noble's, the moment you sell over 500 to 1,500 copies per book, you're a bestseller to them. They'll send you an email update saying, hey, you're doing real great. Keep up what you're doing. Or maybe that's me getting a personal email from one of the uh, publishers that goes through um, Barnes and Nobles. But each one of those books on Barnes and Nobles website, the nine bestsellers that I have, they've sold over 10,000 copies each book. Wow, that's um, amazing. And these are children's books? There are some of my children's books and some of my adult fiction, nonfiction books as well. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Oh, you know, and, and this is another thing I want to say, too. Um, I'm into, like, controlling my own space. Um, so, like, parties like Walmart, uh, Barnes & Nobles, Amazon, those are third parties. So you're going to get a royalty once a month. So when I was 23 and I realized that, I couldn't handle that. I needed to see something every day. You know, I wanted to see something every day, at least every week or biweekly. The best thing for any want, uh, the best thing for any author to do now is to control it from your own website so you can get paid every day. So if you bought some books from babyauthors.com, that's a sale that goes directly to me. I ship it directly to the consumer instead of waiting. So how do you, days. yeah, go ahead. So Brazilian. how do you do that? How do you do that? You know, in practical steps, if anyone's listening um, and that's what they want to do as an author, because I mean, the bottom line is you invest so much of yourself your time, your family's time into being an author and publishing, and you want to see returns on that investment. So can you outline the steps for doing that? Especially yeah. if you're, especially if you're traditionally published, you can't do that when you're, I mean, how do you, I get what you're saying, but how do you do it? Like for me, how would I do something like that? Because I have a publisher and everything goes back through them unless I buy my own books and sell them on my own. Right. So, so what happens when you're, so this is what, 
when you're an actual publisher, even like traditional, they're getting paid. They're getting paid uh, weekly or biweekly. They're just paying you out as an author. Monthly. Every six months, every right. six months, right? Yeah. Six months for some, right? So yeah. for me, what I decided to do was I decided to control my own distribution, uh, which was me getting in contact with some distribution companies and and basically starting my own. So when when you go to purchase a book from me online, I see that direct sale. I have over maybe about uh, maybe about a hundred books sitting around of of each copies of each book, and I'm able to then ship out immediately and waste no time. It gets to you in five to 10 business days. Um, but to answer Bridget's question, how do you do that? Well, um, I was only able to do that by setting some money aside for from my profits, okay? That's the only way you're gonna be able to do it. You can do like a drop ship as well. But for me doing this for like 10, 12 years now, I was able to figure out how to control my own revenue so I can continue to make money. It's like every hour on the hour or every day. I was really obsessed with trying to do that. Okay. So that, that leads us into, cause I, I, I think that I, I know for myself, so uh, let's go back just for a second. So I would need to purchase from my publisher, say a hundred copies of my book yeah, and then contact other distribution avenues and say, Hey, if you buy it from me, I can give it to you for so much as opposed to going through my publisher and then they purchase off my website. Right. Correct. Correct. Okay. Which, right, so then, which then on your, on your website, you would have to mark it up a little bit higher so mm. you can make sure you're seeing a profit. Sure. Absolutely. It's the same thing as buying copies and going to, going to a Barnes and Noble and having an author event right. or, you know, wherever the library or wherever various places that you go. So, Correct. um, Okay. So how did you, so, so you like to see money coming in every day. So you like a stream of money coming in from different places. Yes. So how did you figure that one out and where are these various streams coming from? Okay. So I, um, so I, you know, throughout the years, you always hear people talking about being an entrepreneur and having different streams of revenue. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to figure out what are they talking about, about different streams of revenue? And I figured out that they were talking about creating different things and having those different things working at the same time. Just like if you turn on all the faucets in your house, you're just going to have a big water bill. So what I decided to do was figure out a way, things that I'm interested in, things that, that set with my core principles as a person to say, okay, I would love to produce a cologne. I would love to have my own t-shirts, etc. Well, how do I get these things rolling? So I figured out that as long as you can do, and this is just for me personally, as long as I can do two to three sales of each product a day, every day, or at least every hour, that streams of revenue coming in. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So do you ever sleep? I do sleep now. <laughs> I do sleep now. <laughs> um, so I, so here's, so here's the catch right here. So I had made it my personal goal. I wrote this one page plan um, about three years ago when my daughter was born. And I wanted to make sure that when I had a child and I got married, that I can focus all my time on them because um, me growing up, my parents wasn't absolutely present with me as a child. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to do that myself. So I said, well, let me create something for my daughter. The way we don't have to worry about if we're not putting savings aside for her or we're, you know, busting our behind to pay bills. Let me set something up for her that can kind of work by itself. And that children's publishing company, Baby Authors, was that work for itself type of deal. So now I do get a chance to sleep. I, I just manage people. Um, I only handle emergencies, but everything is kind of working for itself. 
Okay, so there would be a lot of people interested in that. I, and I'd be interested in the, talking to you about the T-shirt part of what you're doing because um, I always either see things that I like or words come because of being a writer. And I'm like, that needs to be on a T-shirt. But it's inspirational things that I'd like to have as a whole line for myself, per se, and to go along. Because when I wrote my children's books, the intention in the beginning of it, the part of my marketing plan was to have that line of clothing that would go with it. Blankets right. and things like that, because it's for little little guys. At least right now, that's where it is. So, um, yeah. So I need to talk to you about that. That would be, I need sure. to see what, what all has to go into all of that. So, um how long do you think it took you from beginning to like, you know, where you are now to see that stream coming in and it's kind of effortless? Uh, so at 23, it took me up until 30. And okay. I, I, I retired from working like a regular job with just trying to be out there in the world at 30. I'm 36 wow. now. So I haven't been working for about six years. Mm hmm. So, yeah, so it took me up from 23 to 30. That's amazing. That's really yeah. awesome. Very inspiring. So are you stay-at-home daddy? No, um, I'm, I'm actually not a stay-at-home dad. I'm working on a, a really huge project now where I have to go constantly, you know, do meetings. But I do get a chance to spend a lot of time at home. But I'm not where I want to be uh, just yet. I'm, I'm almost there, but I'm not where I want to be yet. I have this... Uh, uh, this is breaking news for you guys right now. So okay. um, I'm going to we're going to audition for Shark Tank next month. Oh, wow. And awesome. what we're going to do is um, here. Let me show you something real quickly. <laughs> is this that thing that you sent me to look at a while back? You said, hey, what do you think about this? And I think it was some kind of Kickstarter type thing. It was that I decided to take that premise of that idea and pitch okay. it towards the Shark Tank people. Um, so they're going to be here April 13th. My family, we've got our rehearsals down. We're going to audition. What we want to do is we want to sell our 10 book children series for $500 million to the highest bidder, such as Hulu, Amazon, Disney, Pixar, and so forth. Okay. Um, I had this dream. I've had this premonition. I ended up writing this book right here called In the Tank um, <laughs> from a Dream. It's about mm -hmm. 160 pages. And it talks about my journey from being kicked out of my house from my mom up until this, this exact point right now, uh, how I saw myself getting on the show and what it means to show my family, my daughter, that I don't have it all together. And it's, there are some things and some people that I don't know, but it doesn't hurt to ask. You know, oh, to get yeah. To oh, absolutely. I am a 100 um, percent. I, I say that all the time in any meeting or anything, because I've got various things going on in my life as, you know, projects and things that I work on and, and things I'm involved in. And I always say you ask, always ask. It never hurts to ask. You can hear yes and you can hear no, but you never know till you turn that rock over. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So you are moving through life kind of like, well, you're sort of a pioneer, you're trailblazing, you're being, um, you, you have new age thought sort of kind of going on too, you know, right. um, because you are definitely uh, moving through things in a much more open-mindedness, awareness. Um, and Bergetti and I were discussing this yesterday because we were doing our um, conversations live show and we were talking about special needs and being parent of special needs children. Mm -hmm. And so I said, you know, when you're looking and you're advocating for things, you know, if you can go in with awareness, intent and purpose changes the energy of what you're doing. Right. 
So you have so much more positive energy behind you. you right. Know? So. Um, well, uh, when you speak about positive energy, I want to point something out. And uh, okay. so baby authors, what we deal with at our children's publishing company is sentimental value. And let me explain that. Uh, about last week sometime, my, my daughter was asking me to create her a teddy bear. So mm. I, I was like, okay, I'll create you a teddy bear. So I just yeah. doodled something and I had her paint this in, right? right? So what happens after she painted this in, I saw I saw a, a gold mine in that. And I said, you know what? I didn't know that yeah. she was going to color coordinate it like that. So my wife decided to create a bear based off of that image. So how did she create that? So my oh, wife is, she, she sews. She, yeah, she crochets. Yeah. She's a master crocheter. Oh, and what, gorgeous. So what we decide to do is when you come to our publishing company, we like to focus on genuine stories, authentic stories. Something that we know for sentimental value, you may want to sell the book or you may just want to keep it because that's a special moment between you and your child. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what we do at Baby Office. All our stories are authentic. I sit down with my daughter, I ask her certain things, I draw her up, and I try to find out what type of story would you like to create for yourself? Mm. So she created this bear, my wife brought it to life. So nine times out of 10, we're going to make a story about this bear. And I'm going to ask my daughter, hey, what does this bear do? You know, what's his special powers or whatever? Absolutely. So that's what we do. That's what we do at Baby Office. We create authentic stories. Okay, so we need to collaborate because you're right in my alley. I mean, this is exactly where this is exactly where I am with children's books and in that whole avenue of, you know, it is a very and I want I want to let Bridgetti ask questions because I okay. know she has some. <laughs> yes, you, I do. I yeah. I you go ahead and ask. welcome. I just want to say welcome to everyone watching the show live. This is the Writer's Corner live show, and our guest today is Dar Sean McAway. He's telling his phenomenal story of how yes. he became an author and a publisher, and his story is absolutely fantastic. And I love the whole um, angle that you've got of storytelling in absolutely everything you do. So mm -hmm. I'm burning to ask you a question, Dar Sean. I mean, you have reached such great success at the age of 36 already, and I know you've got a lot of drive in you to do some more. Um, if you could tell your younger self um, some advice, what would that be? If you had to start from scratch now, what would you do differently mm -hmm. or would you do it all the same? You know, would you change your journey for anything? Uh, I, you know, I wouldn't change. I wouldn't change my journey. I would say I would tell my younger self, um, listen, there are going to be a lot of people that are they're going to tell you that what you're thinking about, you can't do because they don't see you fit for it. So don't listen to them. And then I will also tell my younger self that there is going to be a young lady that's going to be so stressful to you. You need to make sure you take care of her, you know, with the utmost respect. And uh, and I think so far. I've listened to that self-consciousness of myself from the future type of deal. And here I am now. Um, so what you're seeing now, what you're seeing from me now are thoughts that I had when I were 18 years old. My family, you know, your family and your friends, they don't really see what's in your mind. So what you're seeing from me now is things I wanted to do since I was 18, but they kept on telling me you can't do it until you get a certain type of age or you get a certain type of money. Oh, right. Yeah, but you did it. You put that out there in the universe. I did. So you would tell, so I guess going back to what Brigetti says, you would, you would tell your younger self to believe in, in what your dreams are to not give up on them and right. to keep putting it out there so that it meets you in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I, you know, when I was a little younger, 
I did have a hard time believing because I didn't know I didn't know how to do a lot of things. You know, I'm a self-taught person. You know, I taught myself how to draw. Um, I went to school for writing. I actually went to a community college to learn how to write because I really wanted to take that serious. Um, so I, I did do that. But aside from like business practices, I didn't know what to do exactly, you know. So, yeah, I didn't believe so in myself in the beginning. And your, your business acumen for being able to um, to be to, to self to publish and to do things the way you're doing it. Where did you get your business acumen from? Because it's one thing being a writer or a doctor, whatever you are, but you know, in writing school, um, in med school, they don't teach you business acumen. Where did you get that from? Okay, so my father, uh, uh, he used to own a construction company when I was uh, a child, and I would go stay with him for the summer. And he would teach me how to do things and show me how to, you know, write up business proposals and how to estimate for job bids and stuff like that. But he also was showing me how to create different ways of making money so that you would never, never go hungry and things like that. So my dad taught me that business side of things. And I just took it to another level. I did it from a level of things that I'm interested in and not necessarily what my father wanted me to do. So, and, and, Obviously, you don't have something like writer's block, but what is it that makes you get up every day? Who or what has been your driving force to your success? Who would you attribute your success to? Uh, so lately in the past three years, it's been my wife and my daughter. I mean, we really do have a fun time creating things. Um, so that's my drive now. But before, before my daughter came along, my drive had everything to do with me putting a smile on my face. I really wanted to create a story, read it for myself. And I say, okay, if it makes me laugh, it's good. If it makes me cry, it's good. If it makes me go, hmm, it's okay. So I was, I was just creating all this stuff for myself, right? And, it, and if I just so happened to sell it, that was a good thing. But I always wanted to do it for myself because I, you don't understand how many times people told me, like, you, it doesn't make any sense or don't do it type of deal. I've heard that so much. That is fantastic. And how did you then branch out um, from simply being an author to going into into merchandise? Um, because that's a whole new ball game. How did you make that shift? What was it that made you? Is that was that just part of your business acumen that kind of jumped in for you? No, no. Actually, that's always been a part of my business plan. Um, so let's. So the most successful company I have right now is the Baby Authors, the Children's Publishing Company. Uh, what I wanted to do was create more leverage in order to sell later. So I figured out if I come in with certain merchandise, like, uh, for example, I created a board game based off of one of the books, right? This board game has no rules. You're just supposed to play with your child however you want to play the game. It has a roll of dice and you just play it, right? And on this board game, it talks about what's in the actual book. So when, it, when you land on it, you're supposed to ask your child, okay, what does this page say? And see if they remember. So when I create merchandise, from a business standpoint, when I want to sell, I was creating more leverage to say this company is worth something because we have board games, we have dogs, mm -hmm. we have books, right. we have animation. So every company that, I come, that I've created has a, an option to sell. 
Very smart, very smart, because you are, uh, and I say this coming from an author's, uh, an author looking for a publisher, you got to have a marketing plan. You got to have more than just your book to sell, because right. when it when it comes down to it, you, I, whoever we are, we're dollar signs. So right. it doesn't matter what industry you're in. And so you really got to understand that. And that that's that's something I still want to include with the, the, the series that I have going right now is that uh, merchandise to go with it. And I have an opportunity right now with a distributor who's interested in that. So right. I've got to, got to come up with something kind of quick. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, it's just so fascinating. And I don't know if Bridgetti has any other questions. I know that she's probably just beaming with the, cause she is an entrepreneur herself. So, okay. uh, you know, she's, well, let me, let me say this, please, please, by all means. And I've told Mary this, if you have any questions or something you do not understand, and you're really trying to figure it out, please ask me because I love to give answers. I love to answer questions. That's, That's amazing. So, so anyone who's watching the show now live or on the replay, please pop your questions down below. Leave them there so um, Darshawn can see your questions. Um, and that's an amazing offer. How do people reach you, Darshawn? Okay, so I, I, um, I've been doing this for a long time. I put my number out there and no one never takes me up on it. So I'm still going to do it. You can call <laughs> me. You can call me or text me. I have your number. Right. I call called you. 918-552-0278. Uh, you will get me hands down. Or you can send me an email at babyauthors at mail.com. So I'm always open. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram as Darshawn McAway. I, I, re I respond to people all the time. Uh, and do not be nervous to ask me about investing in something. I'm just going to give you my honest answer, whether I can do it or I don't see that it's feasible for me type of deal. Um, but I will do my best to try to help you succeed the best way I know how. Was Baby Authors inspired by your daughter? Yes, actually. Um, so, so this is amazing. A lot of people probably don't believe this. They say it's a wild story, but this is exactly what happened. The day she was born, she was born on August 8th. Within 10 minutes when she came out, I knew exactly what to write about. So I, when, when my wife and uh, my daughter was asleep, I sat there and I wrote a 10 book children series. So my daughter was the inspiration behind baby authors. Now, we didn't come up with the name until about six months later. When my wife said, what kind of story do you think she's telling you? Because she was looking at me, you know, and I was looking at me and she said, what kind of story do you think she's telling you? Uh, she, I said, she's probably telling me that babies can be authors, too. Mm -hmm. So we came up with baby authors. I love it. I love it. I love it. You're speaking my world. I love it. I love it. because I write from the viewpoint of the child and it's my son was the inspiration for the books that I have. And, and he continues to inspire. Like today he woke up and he's looking the way he looks. And I'm like, there's a book right there. Totally right. another story, you know? Right. And it's, and I guess, it, you know, we are exactly where we're supposed to be in our life. We hope that we're always where we're supposed to be. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time to get there, but uh, it's like um, Brigetti was saying earlier, you know, they, people do have writer's block, but for me and maybe you too, I don't know, in this world, in children's world, I could sit and write books every day. Mm -hmm. Now, if you ask me to write a 10,000, 20, 30, 50, 60,000 novel, word novel, that's, you know, that's a little bit, that's going to make, take some more effort. This is, this is effortless. Those ideas that come and children are so inspirational. Right. And 
So, you know, I have an idea for um, a 10 book series that has to do with like kindergarten and, you know, cause that's where my guy is. And then I'm working on some books that are definitely for like the sensory and uh, all of that world. Cause there is definitely a need for books with kids that have uh, special needs and everything. So I'm, I'm trying to go that Avenue as well. Gotcha. Yeah, I think, you know, a big burning question for everyone is, is how do they get started um, monetizing? Do you have any quick advice for anyone? Yeah, how do you get started? So the, so the best way to monetize and to get rid of third parties is to honestly create your own website, set up your own link and try to have that link, you know, connected to PayPal or Square or whatever type of um, e-commerce sites out there where you can see directly who purchased your book and start monetizing that way when you uh, a lot of things uh, a lot of people have to remember is the moment you create a book it's not necessarily that that book is a baby but you have to talk about that book every single day and be proud of it as if it was your own child um, but there's a difference between the two that book is just material right uh, depending on what type of book you write it's not going to sell forever however children's books have a longer shelf life so children's book shelf life is 80 to 100 years. A relationship novel or a sci-fi is only a two-year shelf life. So you're going to always find yourself constantly creating and creating and creating. But with children's books, there is a child born every day, every week, every month, every year. Okay? So you always have the opportunity to monetize that children's book every single day. Absolutely. Woohoo! That's very powerful and very smart. Yeah. I think so too. I think so too. And that's an absolute high note to end our show on today. Darshawn, I want to say thank you so much. You have shared the most incredible gems out there. Um, and so if you're an author and you're watching this, please make contact with Darshawn. Um, and please share the show because I think many, many new authors, mean or aspiring authors need to hear the advice that you've shared today. Darshawn, Thank you so, so much sharing your personal journey and story. And um, please drop your links. We'll put your links into the comments so people can make um, contact with you. It was an awesome show today. Thank you so much, Darshawn. Thank you, Mary. Um, Thank and you, so Brigetti. Yeah. From me, Brigetti Limband in Cape Town, South Africa, I want to say a hearty goodbye. And we'll see you again next week. Yes. And I think Darshawn needs to use, this is what my five-year-old says. Hello, I'm a genius. So that needs to be your new motto. Okay? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you know, Hello, I'm a genius. That's exactly what he says. And I'm like, you know, you're exactly right, buddy. <laughs> I love it. All right. Bye, okay, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye. See you.